Hello and welcome to Designer Discussions with Jason, Miriam, and Maria. Today we're talking about the SEO formula for blogs. Welcome to Designer Discussions podcast with Miriam, Maria, and Jason. Tune in each week where we discuss marketing, PR, and business advice for design professionals. Are you ready to get serious about marketing your interior design business? Our Designer Discussions Marketing Studio offers a series of in-depth, actionable, and done-for-you content to guide your marketing, PR, and business development. We want to help you transform your business and elevate it to work with your dream clients. Go to designerdiscussions.com forward slash marketing studio to get started. So we've been talking with brands, and one of the things that they said to us was when we're looking at people to partner up with for brand partnerships, we want to make sure that the person understands SEO. And I believe one of the places that they can go is to your blog and clearly understand if you deeply understand SEO or not. So this podcast, we're going to be talking about all of the things that you can do to make your SEO better on your blog posts and you can get found on the internet. Okay. So how do we do that? Um, of course, we understand that a lot of you may already have a blog, you know, and you may have been writing blog posts for quite a long time, but things have quite dramatically changed from say five years ago. So we're just going to go over um, some of the essentials that you have to pay attention to today if you want your blog posts to be found. And I think one of the questions that comes up a lot is how long should a blog post be? It's like, how long should it be? How often should you blog? Right. And, um, we did a little research going into this and the latest consensus on the length, the ideal length of blog posts seems to be um, between about 1,500 and 2,000 characters, which that means that is a long form post. So it's not just, you know, a bunch of pictures with captions, but it's actually really an, a, an article or a story of sorts um, that you are telling. Apparently, if it's less than 300 characters, then Google considers that as thin content. So long form is just more substantial, you know, and you can maybe outline um, a topic and then just go into a number of details later on in the article. And of course, that, that's a lot of content to write. I, I think, right. And, and depending on how often you publish your blog, well, let's say, I think a very reasonable, um, frequency is monthly. I think bi-weekly or weekly is very ambitious. And some people do it. People who love to blog, people who love to write, that might be possible. But I think for anybody else who's running a business and working with clients and busy already, um, monthly would be a good cadence. So then if you publish it monthly, make it at least make it over 1500 characters, I would say. When we're talking about frequency, of course, it's like, what are you going to blog about? And we've also had 
um, as an SEO expert on the podcast a, a while back, and we were talking about you don't necessarily always have to write the article from scratch. It actually is enough if you just update an existing article, because that way Google will recognize it as new content and it will help um, make it bring it higher up in the organic search. So basically the idea is you just, you find say 12 really good topics, evergreen topics that are going to be relevant for a long time. You write a long form blog post. Ideally you plug in um, some video photos, um, links um, to other blog posts. And Maria will talk about this in a lot more detail, but if you can have 12 topics, um, in a nice long form um, article, and then you update it on an annual basis. It'll be a lot of work to create it in the first place, but after that, the maintenance of it is going to be is going to be manageable. So that's, I think, what um, what I would recommend at this point. And I know Maria has a lot of great insights into the technicalities that you need to pay attention to from an SEO perspective when you write your blog. Yes, lots of technicalities. So we're going to go through these and they're all just save this podcast for a time when you can write these things down, but we're going to go ahead and plug them in here for you. So the first thing is, what is the title of your blog? Because you are going to have a slug at the end on your website. So if your blog title is, what does an interior designer do? You're going to want that slug to be the same as your title. So your title is going to be a larger size format font, and it's going to be bolded. Maria, what's a slug? A slug is my website forward slash, and then the name of the blog. And you're not going to want the date. So don't date your blog post and don't have your slug also have the date. So after the slug, you need your title and your title actually needs to be the same words. What does an interior designer do? And I know this is going to sound crazy, but that those words are going to become very important throughout your blog post. They want to see that at least three more times. So you may want to include something in your blog post where it says, you know, what's a good time to bring on an interior designer? What do they do? You might just need to keep set, keep using the same words, but make sure you're still, uh, you can use other phrases, but you have to keep using the same words, right? So if you pick four words, you're going to want to repeat them throughout the blog post. You're also going to want subtitles. Your subtitles are going to be at the start of paragraphs. You're going to want your blog post to be broken out and you're going to need to have bolded subtitles that just are skimmable. So if you were reading it, you could be like, when do you need to hire an interior designer? How much uh, does a designer interior cost? It, you would be breaking out your blog post in a way that someone could quickly scan through and find what they're looking for. And you're going to want to be using the same words. I found it to be pretty crazy that you have to use the same words in your slug for your website, again, as your title, 
And then in the first sentence of your blog post, and then again, worked in other versions of those words through your subtitles. So even though you may think you don't need to repeat yourself over and over again, this is another one of those instances where you do have to repeat yourself so that the SEO does feel like your whole body of content truly does deeply cover the topic that you have uh, written about. So that's going to be your key phrase density as you see it throughout your uh, blog post that you're going to have those things repeating in there. Like Miriam said, your blog post does need to be a certain length. If you want to like send an email to your client, link it to a blog post that's short for them to read and it's like 500 words, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but if it's under 500 words, just delete that blog or beef it up. Um, you really don't even need that extra content because Google's not even going to look at it. it uh, if your blog post has links in it, so your blog post needs to link to other things on your website. It can be other blog posts or to other people's websites. But having a link inside of your blog post actually beefs up your blog and makes it more valid. So even if you link to your Like to Know It account or something that someone could buy online, that actually beefs up and benefits your blog post. They are going to want to see photos. Um, a whole blog post without any imagery is also going to not rank as high because you need to have those images within your blog post to highlight what it is that you're talking about. And you're going to want those items to be something that can quickly and easily be pinned to Pinterest. So that way your social interaction with your blog post also adds to the validity of it. So if people are leaving a comment because they just read your blog post and they're like, oh my gosh, this was great content, or I would love to learn more about this. Can you help me out with this? If they're leaving comments, that is that, you know, social commerce that, as you can say. And then this, the second thing would be if they choose to pin your blog post. So you are going to want to create a graphic that is pinnable, that highlights whatever the topic is that the blog post is about, that is attached to your blog that people could pin. Another thing that if you're wanting to create that social commerce with your blog post is to create something that is tweetable and that people can click on it and tweet it out and that you can tweet it out directly from your blog post. So all of those linking and interlinking into your social sphere. So even if you're linked to your Instagram, like you, uh, linking to your Instagram is a link that goes out of the blog post, but it still set, stays in, in your assets, you can just sort of um, link items from that blog post. So the more you have the right words, lots of words, you have breaking uh, breakups in the content enough so someone can quickly and easily scan it. You have images that go along with it. You can improve your blog's quality and its ability to be found on Google. No, that was clear. So all I just wanted to add was for if you're doing blogging the right way, you can use that same content to double dip into your other avenues like social media in particular. 
One of the things you should do with your blogs too is add in imagery. And as a designer, we all know that is vital because when homeowners or prospects are looking at the blogs, one of the things they want to see from designers is our work. You can show images of the projects that you have worked on and you can use that same information to use that for a blog post or and or what will really be helpful if you could turn that into infographics if you have the time or video because we all know now you can share that video on the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and we all know social media nowadays, if you do not have video, you don't, you do not have the same exposure that you used to have in the past. So using that content from the blog to double dip into other avenues of your marketing helps you save time and not be overwhelmed with all this that you have to do. So if you have any further questions about how to blog with SEO in mind, feel free to reach out to us, ask us questions. We can follow up on this for you. But this is one thing that we were noticing people were having questions with and needed some support to help them for their business. Maria mentioned this is a topic that we have been asked to talk about. So this has been helpful information. But if we did not clarify any aspects that you need more information on, feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to either answer it directly or use that for a future episode of a podcast. So we hope to hear and see you all here in two weeks on Designer Discussion. So we are super excited to announce that the Marketing Studio is open. We are providing simple and easy-to-use resources to help keep your marketing, PR, and client communication the best that it can be. Go to designerdiscussions.com forward slash marketing studio to get started. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Designer Discussions and all of the helpful information. Subscribe to our podcast leave us a review and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you back next week. For more information on the podcast and the marketing studio, visit designerdiscussions.com and follow us on social media.